ESPN 94.1 FM at 8 and 9.30. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Wednesday, April 8th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer coming up today on the program. We're going to hear from Dave Wilson. You know Dave, of course, he is part of the Learfield IMG Thundering Herd Sports Network. Also, he is one of the main figures on Metro News. And we'll have him on the program here in a little bit, talk a little bit herd sports. Just in general, what's happening with him, because he's based out of Morgantown. And so Morgantown in that area, definitely dealing with the COVID-19 issue a little bit differently than other parts of the state. So we'll talk to him. And of course, a lot of missed opportunities for Thundering Herd Athletics. And Dave is uh, right there following the scene. So we'll talk to him. And of course, We'll get your comments on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan is the best way to get a hold of me this afternoon at Paul Swan on Twitter. Also, we're on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. So we got a lot to get into even before we talk to Dave. And of course, all of it focusing on, again, the fact that nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what the future may hold. And let me tell you right now. Sometimes it's better just to not have an opinion or it's just better not to really voice your opinion. You would think coaches would know better, but how about Mike Gundy? Now, Mike Gundy pretty much getting to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, this thing's fine. I'm paraphrasing here, but this thing's fine. I mean, it's just attitude, really. Oh, yeah, we're going to be out here practicing soon. This thing's fine. It's just like the flu. It's just like the flu. That's... Pretty much his attitude, and again, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm just putting it to you in my terms. That's what it came off to me. It was like, yeah, yeah, this is this is a flu. We'll be fine. We'll get those testing kids. We're going to be fine. We're going to play some football. Well, Oklahoma State has issued a statement on his comments. Quote, everyone wants to return to some degree of normalcy as soon as possible. As for Oklahoma State University, we will adhere to the advice of public health experts who are making informed decisions in the best interest of the citizens of our nation and state based on sound scientific data. Let me reread that for you. Best interest of the citizens of our nation and state based on sound scientific data. I don't go to coaches for sound scientific data when it comes to pandemics. So uh, Mike Gundy really putting his foot in his mouth on that one. The statement continues, we will also abide by the federal and state mandates as well as Big 12 guidelines. We will not compromise the health and well-being of our campus community. This virus is deadly, and we will do our part as Oklahoma State to help blunt the spread. So they're acknowledging the fact that this virus is deadly, and they will do their part at Oklahoma State to help blunt the spread. So I'm reading that fresh off the uh, the release we've got today on that. 
I'm not a scientist, but I know it's really smart to maybe listen to those who have better insight, better information. And I'm not going to tell you, hey, football is going to happen in August. And I'm not going to tell you it's not either because I don't know. Would I like football to be back? Yeah. Would I like our student athletes to be healthy? Yeah. Would I be okay with football not being back if it kept our student athletes and everyone else involved healthy? Yeah, I think so. So Mike Gundy, uh, definitely one of my new favorite people at Oklahoma State. I know we want to get to football, definitely. Yeah, we want to get to football. We want to play football. We want to play hockey. We want to play baseball. We want to play basketball. We want to play. We want to see games. I mean, come on. We all can't have the luxury of going to a private island to stage a cage fight. We can't all do that. We want sports so bad. But, again, you got to be smart about this and you got to be safe. And if that means we're pushing things back a little bit, and I know it's going to be detrimental. Hopefully it's a short-term detrimental feeling that you can overcome. Hopefully the damage isn't long-term. I don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't know what the landscape's going to look like. And interesting article I want to talk to you a little bit about later on. I was kind of keeping an eye on things to see what others are talking about, where some places are going with their coverage of this. And there was an interesting article I was reading on Sports Illustrated. And what caught my eye a little bit more than just the article itself was they had a chart they put up from the Knight Commission basically breaking down revenue. And they used the SEC as a comparison to Conference USA. So, Power Five, Group of Five, Revenue Sources. Conference USA, total revenues, this is 2018, total revenues, $433.54 million. SEC, and this is again, 2018, total revenues, $1,890.84 million. Where did the revenue come? Ticket sales for the SEC, you look at that, $413 million plus. Donor contributions, $513 million plus. NCAA conference distributions, media rights, and postseason football, $661.56 million. Conference USA, where's Conference USA's main revenue come from? And again, this is a, um, a chart put out by the Knight Commission, and this is featured on Sports Illustrated. Institutional government support, $116.27 million. Student fees, $146.53 million. Donor contributions only account for $52.39 million, according to this chart. And the NCAA payout, media rights, Postseason football, $44.12 million. And there's some other metrics in here as well. Where does the SEC fall in student fees? Student fees, $10.76 million. $10.76 million. Student fees, again, for Conference USA, making up the bulk of some of this, $146.53 million. And this is as a league. 34% student fees in the SEC amounts to 1%. So 34% of revenue from Conference USA, student fees. 
27%. Institutional government support. Big difference here. And if students aren't coming back to classes and you've got less students, you got less fees. You got less fees, you got less money coming in. Ticket sales, 27 million. 6% Conference USA. Interesting. Dave Wilson's going to join me on the other side of the break. We're going to talk herd football, herd basketball. We're just going to talk herd. Anything and everything, Marshall, we can come up with. And later on, we'll get your phone calls in as well. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Paul Swan with you on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And uh, let's welcome now to the program. I am pulling out all the stops, bringing you the very best guest I possibly can come up with. And Dave Wilson joins us. And, of course, you know Dave for his uh, work with the uh, Learfield IMG Sports Network. Marshall, also, he is a major component of Metro News and West Virginia Radio Corps. And he's with us now on the program. And you know, can I talk you up any further? Um, any other titles I missed? <laughs> I'll take major component. I don't think anybody's ever called me a major component of Metro News before, so uh, I'll take it. I think you are because uh, Dave's <laughs> just being modest because he's got one of the uh, best talk shows in the state and in Morgantown, period, uh, with your morning show. You're up every morning. Yeah, you're an essential employee, sir, so that means you're working, keeping everyone updated. I'm just talking sports on a daily basis. You're talking really important stuff, so uh, I do think you're a major component. Hey, well, I'll tell you this, Paul. I will take I can't wait till sports gets pulling again because, uh, you know, you know, you're right. I'm doing news talk, so every day it's it's, it's information. It's been very heavy lately, obviously, uh, with the coronavirus stuff. And I would much rather debate, uh, you know, uh, should should Doc have made that call on fourth down, or you know, are the Reds going to be in the race this year if there's ever a baseball season? I'd much rather be talking about that uh, than some of the serious stuff we've been handling. So. Uh, but, you know, you do what you do, and you plow through it. I sort of suggested, I really made the suggestion, I was kind of hoping that maybe we could get like a press conference from Doc Holliday, sort of the way that uh, Mike Gundy gave his press conference, but then um, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, maybe that's not a good idea after all. You know, Doc's probably up in a cabin trout fishing somewhere. That's where I picture him right now. If there's anybody that could social distance, uh, I think Doc could pull that off. Wait a minute. He's in a cabin with a whiteboard laying out the plans. He's got four or five whiteboards just drilling everything down. He's doing position evaluations on a daily basis. Uh, uh, the funny thing is, talking to uh, Chuck McGill here about a week or so ago, um, yeah, everybody's teleconferencing with everybody, keeping uh, keeping eyes on eyes, making sure that uh, nobody gets lost in this. You know, it's going to be interesting, Paul, and we've talked about this from a couple of different perspectives, but I'm really interested. You mentioned the teleconference and the video conferencing. How will we, you know, how are football coaches, or, you know, not just football, but basketball coaches, all these coaches going to innovate in the way they communicate with each other, the way they communicate with current players, the way they communicate with recruits as we move out of this? Because, you know, however we come out of this, there's going to be innovation. This is going to accelerate things that were already trending. 
you, you know, for example, in the real, I call it the real world, you know, telecommuting, working from home, it's going to accelerate some of those trends. So I'm really interested to see how this changes the landscape of recruiting, how this changes the landscape of the way players and coaches meet uh, on a regular basis and see which coaches are able to, to, to innovate and take advantage and which coaches, uh, you know, don't innovate and take advantage and get left behind. I'm kind of curious, do we see recruiting maybe take a turn toward doing the, I don't want to say FaceTiming, but basically this is what it is. It's a glorified FaceTime. It's, you know, we're Skyping with each other now or using whatever service you're using. Budgets are going to probably be reevaluated. And for some schools, putting the boots on the ground is still going to be possible. For other schools, you know, maybe this is where we cut back and you do more of this social media to do more of this digital contact just because you're trying to find a way to, to streamline those budgets. I think you're going to have to. I mean, if you're in a situation where, you know, budgets are tight because, you know, either state funding is, is reduced or, I mean, uh, I mean, we're looking at possibly having a football. Even if football season gets started on time, our fans going to be, um, you know, 100% comfortable, you know, going out to a stadium and, and sitting around 25,000 other people at a time. Uh, I think you're really looking at a year where you're going to have to stretch the dollar and you're going to have to get creative, just like you said, whether that's FaceTime or Zoom or, uh, you know, you know, like you said, pick your platform. I think you're going to have to get creative in the way you reach out to these recruits, these 16, 17-year-old tech-savvy kids, even more creative than you ever, you've already had to be because they're so tech-savvy. Could you imagine Doc Holliday with that recruiting video on TikTok? <laughs> well, I just did. <laughs> it's going to have to happen well, now. It's going to have to happen now. <laughs> well, uh, maybe uh, Mr. McGill can get, uh, get the, that in the works for us. Well, that's where it's going to have to come from. You know this, right? That's where it's have to come from. I'd like to sit in on that meeting now, Doc. This is TikTok. Is what? <laughs> I'd like to sit in on that meeting. But you know what? To his credit, he he does. He does keep up. He does innovate, and he still throws in those those old fashioned touches that maybe even carry more weight now because they are becoming less common. You know, the the hand signed letters, that 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 personal touch that you, you lose a little bit in social media. So, I mean, we can joke about you know his lack of tech savvy and. You know, not being the biggest uh, social media guy, but you know he he knows how to play the game, and uh, you know, you either innovate, keep going, or you you get left behind. Yeah, with you, I do like the old school approach better, just because it's personal. I mean, there's nothing better than a coach visiting you, keeping up with you, showing interest in you, and maybe you don't win that recruit, but you definitely win that kid's respect. And it might come back later on to benefit you if it doesn't work out for that kid. I mean, the personal relationships right. are a lot better, I think. Well, you, you, I mean, just think about in today's day and age, Paul, when's the last time you get a handwritten note, for example? Uh, you know, you do something like that that's a little bit out of the ordinary. You get the kids' respect. You get mom and dad's respect uh, even more than that. So, you know, these guys, will they'll figure it out one way or the other. And like I said, I really do think we're going into – uh, at least a year, if not years, plural, that you're going to really, uh, even more so than guys like Doc Holliday and the you know, coaches of Conference USA already have to, 
you're going to have to make those those budgets go a little bit further. You're going to have to get a little bit more bang for your buck, whether that's in, you know, recruiting or or any kind of. Uh, you're going to have to make that budget stretch a little bit because you, know, you just don't know what you're going to have at the end of the year. Dave Wilson is joining us, and of course you know Dave from his work with Steve Cotton and the Thundering Herd IMG, Learfield IMG Sports Network. So many words now on that network. You know, it's uh, you have to. It takes 15 <laughs> seconds to identify that network. It's so big. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. So, this is also, I guess, a, a weird time for us because we would have this conversation, maybe talking about baseball, because at least once a year, you know, we get a chance to sit down with you talk because you call one of the Marshall baseball games. You know, usually, it's Marshall, West Virginia. If it's in Morgantown. Of course, we're missing out on some herd baseball right now, and you know, this is just that weird time right now where we're hoping we get football and we can look back and see all the missed things that we, we have. I mean, it's not, oh, I'm stuck in the house. It's, I didn't get baseball. I didn't get softball. And there's a lot of student athletes that didn't get that, and I'm sure the same is uh, for you know everybody in Morgantown where you work, uh, maybe even more so with, uh, with some of the seasons there that got cut short. Well, I mean, you didn't get the end of the basketball season. <laughs> you know, that that just kind of left you going. Yeah. Well, let me start here. Let me go back. When all of this started and you started to see the, those tournaments canceled, you really thought, at least I really thought, okay, this is going to be a couple of days. It's going to be a couple of weeks. We'll resume. We'll we'll get to play. And then two weeks in, you realize, no, this, this is going to be a couple of months thing, if not longer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it leaves you an alert, leaves you kind of – it left me in a couple of places. One, I've got to catch up on a lot of old games that I, that I remember as a kid. But you sit there and wonder, you know, uh, could, could Dan and these guys had put a run together in a Conference USA tournament? Um, you know, was, was you know, Marshall do something in baseball season and always just sneak into that Conference USA tournament? You're always going to be left uh, wondering. And if, you know, you're a student athlete, uh, Paul, you know this, you know, you have a finite amount of time. Uh, and I know the NCAA is granting waivers. There's going to be an extra year of eligibility. But, you know, these are games and days and opportunities you're not going to get back to, to make memories, to, to possibly, um, you know, put yourself in a position to pr- pursue a professional career, perhaps. Uh, you, you know, put yourself in a position to, you know, write your name in record books. There's all those things you can do as an athlete, and you have a finite amount of time to do that. And, you know, you're you're missing out on that. Clearly, there's much more important things going on in the world right now. Clearly, there's things that need to be resolved uh, before you can get back to sports. You know, a lot of these guys are going to sit back and look and probably wonder, you know, well, what if we got to finish that conference tournament? What if we got to play that season and you're just never going to know. And it's it's going to be one of those things where you, you know, you look back on history, and quite frankly, I think the entire year of 2020 is going to be one of those years where you just look and go, man, that that was that was weird. I, you know, that's the best way I can describe it. It's one of those watershed moments. It's it's really going to be a touchstone for years to come. We're going to be talking about this because how how disruptive it was, and. To loop it back to what we usually talk about with sports, no matter what, for the most part, no matter what, 
sports has been there as our outlet. Even with 9-11, there was a pause, a brief pause, and then baseball picked back up. Baseball hasn't even started yet. We got a few extra you know, days with it was preseason, but that was it. And we're sitting here waiting, and, and now they're trying to figure out they're going to live in a bubble city in Arizona. I mean, Dana White's trying to fight on an island. You know, I don't, I don't know what the NHL and NBA are going to do, but you know, they're all trying to figure out how to salvage this. And you know, we feel it more because this is usually our outlet. We go here when things are bad to feel better. Yeah, you're right. 9/11 is a great example. That was only that was only a few days. Everything paused, and you know, was it was it a week? You know, I don't think it was quite a week long. And we got baseball back, and you had the Yankees and the Mets, and then you got you know the the NASCAR was back on the tracks, and and you got football was cranking up, and you had those outlets for two or three hours you could escape. And, you know, folks don't have that right now. And and I think sports, Paul, is going to play the role this time around, uh, whether it's, you know, first pitch of uh, baseball or, or maybe it's further down the road. Maybe we're looking more like a football season. Whatever normal is going to be moving forward. And, and, I, and I, I hate the term the new normal. I really hate that, Paul, because I, I tend to think we will get back eventually to – you know, normal. What if you follow me? Sports is going to play the role of now everything is back to normal. If that makes sense to you, Paul. When stadiums are full, when you can go to a Reds game, when you can go to a Marshall game, and you're not thinking in the back of your mind, is the dude coughing two seats down from me? Got coronavirus. Uh, when we get to that point, sports is going to play that role to signal that. Everything's okay again. I think that's the role sports uh, are going to play in the sport, the role they need to play, Paul. Because, you know, we're all sitting around waiting for that moment, that trigger to go, okay, things are starting to get better. I think when we're back at stadium, about calls on fourth down, that's when we'll know things are back to, uh, back in a better state and back to whatever, again, normal is going to be. Yeah, and that's going to be a good gauge as well because. What if people don't show up right away going back to watch sports in person? Because, you know, if you see the grocery store, we're all wearing masks right now to go grocery shopping and people are social distancing and washing their hands finally for the first time ever. We're all doing new things here. <laughs> hey, hey, you know the people I work with. So I, I'm actually. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I'm actually happy about this hand washing thing. But I mean, we can laugh about it, but people are are getting adjusted to social distancing and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but how soon will people be willing to put themselves back in these crowded situations and put themselves where they're not six feet but they're maybe six inches from somebody that's going to be the big question sports might come back but how soon will people embrace not just going and being in large groups and sporting events but concerts and other things I think it's going to take a while. Honestly, Paul, I think I, I, do, I do think we'll have a football season this year. I, I, I do believe that, and, and I have data that supports me. But anyway, um, but I do think people will also be a little bit hesitant uh, to, you know, to fill these stadiums. You might see stadiums half full this year um, as we move forward, but. As time progresses, and with anything, as time progresses, people start to relax a little bit, 
and things will tick back up. And it, it may be, uh, in all honesty, 2021 football season before you have sold-out crowds again. That is not out of the realm of possibility because it's just it's going to take time because this event that we're still in the middle of, uh, the pandemic has been such a shock to the system. I think it's just going to take time for people to get comfortable again. And we'll get there. We will get there eventually. But uh, the, the decision makers, and, and I don't envy anybody in those, you know, in those seats, are, are going to have to prepare for the worst-case scenario and hope for the best and, and make things work until we can get back into a better place. I've already figured out the NFL. We host all the games at FedEx Field because uh, if the Washington Redskins can run a successful football game with no fans there, I think we can replicate that. <laughs> what do you have to take a shot at my Redskins for? Huh? I mean, it's the truth. It's just the truth. I mean, come on. <laughs> Look, I'm a Bengals fan. The Bengals can be the other uh, host city. Okay, Cincinnati and Washington. <laughs> Just, those can be the two locations we have where no fans, because boy, uh, if you see those last games, there are no fans at those Bengals games. Well, uh, <laughs> well, and that's why the NFL needs a seventeenth game. But that's a that seems like a whole other topic for another day. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait till we get back and just uh, debate that thoroughly. The seventeenth game. Uh, speaking of games, though, you know the schedules could be reduced. We could see either a full pushback of these dates. We could see a reduction of dates and just play conference games. I mean, there are so many things we don't know what's going to happen right now, but it might come to, okay, a shortened season. We're just playing conference games because the logistics are going to be crazy. You're not just, okay, this institution is going to play. I mean, this state might not open up for, uh, for public gatherings again. This state might open up for pub- public gatherings again. You know, there's going to be where we're trying to dance around this season. Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point because I do believe states are going to recover at, at different paces. New York is going to take longer to recover than, obviously, West Virginia. Um, you know, you can go across the country with that, uh, examples of that. So, but, but the good thing is, Paul, and if you've been following this closely, I, you know, clearly I have you know, being you know, in the news every day. We're only, if you think back, it's only, it's been four weeks since the governor, you know, put the can on the, uh, the girls' state tournament there. I don't even think it's been four weeks. It's been about three and a half. So it's only been three and a half weeks, and look at all of what's happened. So what could happen, you know, both positive and negative for that matter, in the next three and a half weeks, and we're trying to project three, four, five months out? Uh, I think we have time to make those decisions. I think we have time to get a better idea of where things are going. Uh, at this point, I think the prudent thing to do is put all options out there on the table for both NFL, college football, all these sporting events put everything out there on the table and you know we get to may see where you are you get to july's there will be deadline obviously there will be deadlines paul but you know you you you've got some time here so you don't have to make any crazy decisions if you need to shorten the season a little bit that's what you need to do but but we've got time a lot can happen and and i've had this conversation on the air a couple of times a lot's happened in three weeks a lot could happen in the next three weeks both good and bad, for that matter. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You ride it out, and you just look for that light at the end of the tunnel and, and, and hope that 
you get to be in a stadium at some point. Hope we get back to, you know, being able to watch a ball game and and not know the outcome. I've been watching a lot of games. I know the outcome of all of them. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, watching one that I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll we'll get there. I'm excited for that as well because right now, yeah, and geography is different for us than it is for you in Morgantown. We have aired classic UK basketball and the UK Sports Network aired their games in a cadence similar to what it would sound and feel and look like if UK was in the tournament. So Thursday, Saturday, um, Saturday, Monday for the championship final four week, they're going to air a football game. Pirates are airing classic games. I don't know if you've heard some of those uh, being so close to Pittsburgh. And we've been running stuff like that. Westwood One's going to be airing some classic NFL games. I'm with you though. I know the I know the outcome. I I don't mind it, but I don't know if I can do a full diet of it. I mean, I'd rather just have a Dave Wilson Marshall West Virginia baseball game. Throw that up. Come on, let's make that yeah, happen, well. Dave. Well, <laughs> I have to check the hard drive to see if it's there. We've been airing the old uh, Metro News. We've been airing the old uh, high school tournament games, and it, that's been fun to get to hear Fed calling. You know, when Randy and Jason Williams were playing over DuPont uh, and, and some of those games down the line. You know, and I'm really enjoying it, watching mid-'90s baseball, which is totally in my wheelhouse. That's when I was a kid, and I can, you know, I had time to memorize the starting lineups of every team. In the, I'm enjoying it, but, uh, you know, really looking forward to actually seeing real live baseball, real live football again. And, oh. and like I said, getting back to, you know, putting some of this out of mind for a few hours and, and, and just getting back and using sports as the outlet that it's intended, intended to be. By the way, tell Fred I'm going to need a copy of that 1988 Huntington High State Championship game. I was there. <laughs> you know what? I think we dug that up on Reel to Reel somewhere. Some of these archives, we had to go back and find, were on Reel Machines, some are on cassette tapes. You know, when, when you get back to the 80s, Paul, yeah, I'm sure you remember uh, reel-to-reel machines and splice editing, and and uh, you know being graded on that over at uh, <laughs> over at uh, the school of journalism there. So, and some of these archives are uh, quite historic if you catch my drift. Yeah, I, I heard a couple of examples of it. Of course, this was a West West Virginia Radio Corps thing. This wasn't uh, a Metro News yeah. thing, but still, I heard some of the, um, the examples of the play-by-play, and it's just fascinating to go back and hear that. And then I heard that the Huntington High game was on the schedule, and I just wish I could have heard that because I never heard it. I was at the game, so I've never heard mm-hmm. the radio call of that. You know, that's, I'll be honest, Paul. You know, being a, a radio geek and proud of it, hearing these old games and hearing, you know, whether it's locally, it's Fred Persinger or, you know, Jack Fleming doing games. Uh, you know, getting to hear Kurt Gowdy and, and uh, Jack Buck do ball games. Uh, you know, I'm as a radio nerd, as a broadcasting nerd, really enjoying, you know, getting to hear some of these guys that uh, were either you know, retired or, you know, I didn't quite appreciate as a as a young kid. But now, uh, you know, getting the chance to hear some of these calls and some of these legendary voices call these games, it's, you know, like I said, it's been fun and it's been helpful to help. Helpful to help. That's redundant, right? It's been helpful to, you know, to provide a little bit of an outlet. Uh, you know, why we all just kind of sit in a holding pattern here. Okay, here's some fun Paul Swan trivia. Um, I'm, at the oh Huntington, I'm at the Huntington High game. 
Mm-hmm. I actually, I go and I go to the tournament. It's it's 1988. I go to the entire tournament to watch Huntington High. Um, there's a Marshall game going on at the Henderson Center and the NIT. Okay. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you know what? I'm going to go see Huntington High play because the herd. There's no way that they lose the VCU and the NIT. They lost the the VCU mm-hmm. 81-80. You remember that game, or do you remember uh, a little bit of that game? I, I remember. Uh, well, know of the game. Yeah, I, I can't say that I remember it. I, I was a little young at the time. Paul. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little older than you. I'm not as old as um, as Bill Cornwell, but I'm a little older than you. <laughs> Look, one Bill Cornwell reference a show with you. Is that, is that the limit you get? One, no, minimum. One just minimum. <laughs> I actually, just uh-huh. just for fun, I, I talked to Woody Woodrum a couple weeks ago, and I said, uh, I said, apparently you haven't been listening much because I've been dropping Woody Woodrum Easter eggs in this show all the time just to see if you're paying attention. <laughs> Same thing with Cornwall. Had, I drop Easter eggs. Well, I see. <laughs> so now you know. If you, if you, yeah, Maybe I'm dropping Dave Wilson Easter eggs uh, next show. Who knows? Well, happen. I'm going to have to pull up the web stream then and keep an, uh, keep an ear out. Okay, do that. Or you know what you can do? You can enable that uh, brand-new Alexa app, uh, ESPN 94.1, on the Alexa Skill Store. And you can listen on your Amazon device, Dave. Cheap plug. Well, I'll try that as well. <laughs> there you go. Dave Wilson joining us um, on a serious note from um, from Metro News, uh, West Virginia Radio Corps. Um, what do you got going on? Because uh, you're covering a lot of Morgantown stuff, but you're doing a lot of state stuff as well uh, with the show. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, man, uh, we've just been, uh, you know, trying to follow along, and, and it, it's uh, on a serious note, it, it, this is a tough. You know, nobody's ever covered anything like this. Uh, you know, we've we've covered you know sports and, and natural disasters and crime, and, and there's kind of a you know there's a there's a there's a, a manual, if you will, on how to cover those stories. Figuring this one out and putting it into context and perspective, and trying to put good, accurate, uh, timely information out there has has been a challenge, but. And, you know, we're doing that. We're trying to wait through it just like everybody else. And again, you're you're waiting for that, that trigger, whatever that trigger is going to be, to that, that signals, you know, we're through the worst of it. Hopefully it's coming soon. But until then, we'll just, uh, you know, keep plugging away, keep making sure people are, are getting the best information you possibly can. That's all you can do at this point uh, from, from a news perspective, from, you know, the seat that I go to every day to, to do the morning show. Um, you know, keep keep putting out the good information, and quite frankly, Paul, it's one of those times where you keep your opinions to a minimum because everybody's got one. And, well, you know how that old saying goes. So yeah, I do. Um, uh, just keep just keep putting out the good information, and and hopefully, uh, in the not too distant future, we'll be able to take a big deep breath. And like I said, uh, you'll start having <laughs> you know more more content, and I'll have less of it, and I'll be happy if that's the case. Well. I- You'll have different content, and I'll have more content because as I have told people, I on a daily basis, I don't know what this show is going to look and sound like, and I don't even know if I'm doing it the way I should be. I, I have that conversation with myself every day. All right, am I am I uplifting? Am I serious? What am I doing here? I, I'm not doing the best. Um, you know, I'm not going to do like the the fantasy brackets of, of best movies or best sporting events or things like that. Uh, so, um, I. <laughs> 
I, I am doing one though, Justin Rohrwasser. I'm doing the uh, the Marshall one on social media. Nice. Yeah, because he was on a couple of days ago, and uh, I told him he could flex if he beat Brendan Knox, and right now he's beating him by almost eighty <laughs> percent. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Dave Wilson joining us from Metro News, West Virginia Radio Corps. Of course, so we can't wait to get him back on the radio with the Thundering Herd Learfield IMG Sports Network. And, of course, um, hopefully tomorrow uh, we're going to hear your name or my name in the West Virginia Broadcasters Association Awards. I'll be watching. Are, are we up? Are we in the same category this year? Best talk show, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so either either you win or uh, college football today. Actually, no, we entered a college football wrap-up with me and Dave Walsh. And uh, as a, as a side note, there might be a Dave Wilson soundbite in that entry. I'm just saying. So, so I'm competing against myself. You are, and um, yeah. Wow. So yeah. Um, if you if you lose and it's to me, thank you. And if you win, congratulations. <laughs> uh, well, same to you, Paul. Yeah, and if Jason You're Toy welcome, wins, you know, I if Jason Toy wins, I'm done. You know what? I, I think we need to launch a full-on congressional commission uh, to investigate that matter. There will clearly have been Russian interference. Yeah. Well, no. You know, Toy enters his uh, his his spe- sports special, and he's got Fred Persinger on his entry. So I, I think there's some impropriety there. Mm, it's conflict of interest or something. I or, think so. You know, uh, the, the clearly stuff in the ballot box or. Uh, Hacking the election, we'll, we'll, we'll launch a full investigation. Yeah, I think so. Because again, if I lose at you, I'm good. I mean, you're my guy. <laughs> if I lose at you, I'm good. I'm totally good. I mean, you were an intern with me for one point in your career. I'm good with that. I'm completely happy. I, I did. That is true. I yeah, did. Yeah. So you know, that's sort of like the lineage. I'm proud of you because you know you went from being my intern to where you're at now. So uh, I'm proud of you. Toy, um, I'm always been competing with that guy. He, <laughs> he's, he thinks he's better than me. You know, I mean, and he's really damn good. So uh, you know, I'm I just I'm always competing with that guy. Dave Wilson, our guest. Congratulations, man. Um, good luck. You'll probably win tomorrow, and if you don't, it'll be a damn shame. But if it's to me, thank you again. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you. And, hey, tell my best to everybody down there. Tell everybody to stay well. Uh, and if you can, I'm sure you're tired of hearing this, Paul. Stay home. We'll get through this, and uh, we'll be talking herd football before you know it. Looking forward to it. Dave Wilson, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Anytime, Paul. Dave Wilson, and of course, uh, I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing this too, but as I tell everyone, wash your hands. More on the way, it's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan with you on this I don't know what day we're on right now as far as this day without sports. I've lost track. It seems like March happened several months ago. We're on day 54, it feels like. But we carry on here. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you checking the show out, even if it's just a few minutes maybe on your drive, if you're still out there and you're in your car and you're going to work, or if you're just uh, watching, listening at home, watching on your course. Uh, you, you, you can't see video, but uh, if you've got the – it works on all Alexa devices. If you pull up the app, enable it, uh, you can maybe you can watch the stream 
Yeah, that's it. You can watch the stream. Hey, we've got a new app for you. If you haven't yet checked it out, all you have to do is go to your Amazon store where you enable all your apps or just go to your app itself on your phone and you can enable the app that way. Search for ESPN 94.1. Or if you follow us on Facebook, I've got the link for you right there. And all you have to do is enable it. And then all you have to do after that is say, Alexa, Open ESPN 94.1. Make sure you say that. And you'll be able to start streaming the station. We're working on making sure the podcast functionality is pretty cool before we tell you to listen to the podcast that way. But another way you can listen to the podcast as well is uh, I use Apple Podcasts as my provider on my Alexa. And then I just ask her to play The Drive with Paul Swan. However you do it, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We went a little long with Dave, so we're going to take a quick final break, come back and wrap it up here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I had a lot to get into today, and uh, I didn't get a chance to really get into it. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before we call it a a show today, uh, interesting story off of NBC Sports, Virginia Tech. They are kind of okay with having to maybe adjust the schedule a little bit if it means keeping everybody safe. Uh, here is um, basically the gist of it. Um, they are saying that um, they can move it back. They can move the entire calendar back to get the full season in, and they would be okay if it overlapped with other sports. So that's just kind of coming from Virginia Tech, and that was a story I was reading today on NBC Sports about that. So Virginia Tech looking at maybe, hey, want to play this entire thing? We'll just move the season back a little bit. Wouldn't that be interesting? If we got to the point where we're trying to make all this stuff up and we've got sports overlapping, and I'm talking maybe NBA, NHL, NFL, college football, baseball, we're going all the time with all the sports. I mean, think of it that way. How cool would it be if we get over this and we try to get back to a a life that is near normal, and we have sports come to the rescue to help us get through this. And again, you know, sports is not important compared to everything else. It's not, but it's there to help us. It's there to be there for us and give us an escape because there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a few hours refuge away from everything that's going on. There's no, there's no problem with that. There's, there's, there's not an issue. I mean, we're all looking for ways to, to get through the day. And you know what? If watching a, a ball game helps, it helps. Plain and simple. And with that said, I'm going to leave it there. I want to thank Dave Wilson for coming on the program today. Uh, Dave's a good friend. Long-time relationship with him. I appreciate him always being there for me. Back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. We'll find out who we've got booked for you next. Every day, it's sort of a mystery. It's like a mystery bag, a grab bag. You go in, you don't know what you're going to pull out. And that's sort of how this show has been running for the last few weeks. Usually, there's actually a, a plan. It's now a grab bag, and we're going to find out what we can pull out of the bag. For Dave Wilson, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.